Dun 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 dun. Little pig, little pig. Let me in. Well, back at it again, boys. Let your mind peel away the mysteries of the world. That's right. I'm talking deep, frazzle drip deep. This is Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies Podcast. Oh, by the way, my balls is hot. My balls is hot. My balls is hot. My balls is hot. Hey, what is up there, Truth Hooligans? Welcome back to another episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Big Country, as always. On the other end of the mic, you've got that dirty blue shirt man over there. <laughs> it's Chris. How you guys doing? I don't, I don't have my shirt on today. Yeah, with this guy, why are you letting us down? Who's the other guy? I'm a... It's, introduce yourself. I'm Boy. Okay, Boy. <laughs> I'm Boy. Yeah. Boy doesn't have a shirt on today. It's okay. Yeah, totally let us down, man. Boy, so bring, your, bring your mic a little... Closer to your mouth. Oh, yeah. You don't have to block your face, but just closer yeah. to your mouth. There you go. There we go. Um, so why are you so obsessed with things being so close to boy's mouth? That's oh, here's, what the th- here's the thing. It's 2020. If anything, um, per the conversation we had earlier, the doctor thought you were gay. So- that's true. <laughs> why you got to bring up old shit, though? Uh, hey, that's only like three minutes old. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's like ancient history, man. Uh, yeah. So on tonight's episode, we do have a guest that's going to be joining us. I'm not exactly sure when. Hopefully, he jumps in here. But if not, this will just be kind of a little be a rap session. Uh, some extra some extra content for the listeners out there. So do us a favor. If you're a fan of the show, we need your help. So make sure that you do hit that like and subscribe button, whether you listen on Spreaker or Spotify, iHeartRadio, or now on iTunes. We are now, I'm sorry, not iTunes, Apple Podcasts. We are now on Apple Podcasts um, and you can send a review. But but, um, we would appreciate it if you do hit the like button because when our episodes get released, because we're so far ahead of recording right now, they just come out. Yeah. And we'll, of course, launch something on our social media to let you know. But uh, if you're subscribed to the show, you just get a notification when the new show's out. Um, because it baffles my mind that we get people that are, you know, diehard listeners to our show and we love you so much for it. And then they're like, hey, when's the new show coming out? I'm like, subscribe. Yeah, people are asking all the time. I'm like, come on now. Just come hit on, that guys. subscribe. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Like Help Chris, us out. Even Chris will ask, like, hey, when's the next episode? I do. I, <laughs> I text these guys because I'm, you know, because unfortunately I, I've had my, I have my uh, social media uh, taken away from me. <laughs> well, miss, misuse and abuse. So, misuse and abuse. So, check it out. In the near future, I'm shooting for the end of August to have a Patreon up and running and operating for the re release of season one and two. Uh, kind of revamping those episodes and making this sound quality a little bit better. We also have a lot of t-shirts that are released right now in TeePublic. Those are going to be off of TeePublic on our website. If you haven't checked out the website, please do wbconspiracies.com. My brother is the operator of that and a lot of our social media posts for the show specifically. And he is just fucking tearing it up with that shit. So... 
Dude, the first time I went to that website, I was like, man, this is way out, too way too classy for us. This, is, yeah. this looks really good. Jason's smarter than us. Yeah, Jason yeah. is clearly smarter than us. Like if we yeah, had we, all three of our minds combined, it's not even not even close. So. Well, you got to say something about us being smart because we you know, hired him to do it for us. That's so true. That's something. <laughs> we hired him for free. So yeah. uh, you. you're hired. Uh, Jason, how's that working out for you, bud? <laughs> Pure, purely pro bono work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Can you do so, this for <laughs> Yeah, on tonight's show, I mean, we, we do have a special guest. Um, Charlie Robinson from the Macroaggressions podcast is going to be hopefully joining us here soon. I'm not sure when, but um, in the event that he doesn't join tonight, I know we're going to have him on the show. Uh, that might be just a scheduling mishap. No big deal. We're just going to keep the show rolling. Um, last night, we did have another episode that we recorded that will be released in August with... One of the coolest fucking people I've ever gotten to talk to. And Chris, you are a big dummy. Yeah, I totally uh, dropped the ball because I, I, I had double booked uh, myself and was going to a, a, a kid's function. And with a, we were, I'm going to shout just a person that I want to have on the show eventually. Uh, she's one of my wife's best friends. She's a, a, a hero, a first responder. Um, she works for firefighters plus and uh i'm not gonna say what department but she's amazing and um she uh she we had a great rap session me and her and she is you know her mind she just dropping pills on me for education uh for some vaccines and open your mouth yeah she was great so i would love to have her on she can really talk to us about um vaccines about uh health about um her experience uh she has a a child um that uh is was severely autistic redefined his you know what she was putting into his body as far as organic food growing um and just putting good things in him and where he's come from that and how much he's grown i'd love to have her on and talk about some of that stuff she can uh, come as long as she drives the engine here yeah oh i wish that'd be badass right we yeah. just do the show on the back of the rig <laughs> yeah that'd be that'd be sweet they have I'm all like, the cool toys i'm like just wearing a, a firefighter's hat it's all crooked i mean yeah. hey, just, keep hit, just keep hitting the horn <laughs> your helmet's backwards yeah Dude, did yeah. you guys hear that car alarm that was going off I'm, I'm nope. sure the mic picked it up. So we there's a hear car it. at our complex. It's like an orange Nissan, like a small SUV. I'm not sure what the the model is. And that Sounds car bad. alarm goes off twice a day. Yeah. And I'm fairly certain it's a, just a paranoid person who's like watching TV and is like, I've caught you this time. And he just sets it off. <laughs> and Away. Then yeah. Then I'm like, can you shut that shit off, dude? We're making radio here. My, yeah. no one's, trust me, no one's stealing your Nissan, your bright orange <laughs> Nissan. We were, Someone you know, tried to steal my Nissan one time. So I, I understand. Probably boy <laughs> trying to set it off. Boy is setting it off. You know, we had that other the week other weekend we had uh when we went to the Sam show. Yeah. And it was Sam was on fire, killing. just dr- killing it, and this freaking car alarm starts going off. And you Shit. just see poor Sam's like mind's like like an absolute fucking professional. Yeah, he was funny, man. He just he rebounded real good. Yeah, it was good. But yeah. So, so before we uh, started the the show here, we were just kind of doing a little rap session about basically what would the uh, I don't want to say all of the topic that would have been tonight, but some of the topic of tonight with the pharmaceutical industries and the medical doctors. And uh, Chris, you had an interesting story that you were mentioning, which 
if you're if you if you just if you watch our YouTube channel, which this will eventually be on the YouTube channel, you're going to get the extra content on the Patreon. Um, you would have already heard this, but to our live listeners from the show, Chris, why don't you go ahead and uh, explain that story? <laughs> hey, you brought it up, so we're going to talk about it. Oh shit! Okay, so this was a while back. Um, this is before like at I, least like six. This seven is when ago. my boys were really young. All all three of the boys were young. I mean, and I think uh, Jonah was still like maybe one, maybe less than two, probably. Um, so this is a good amount of time ago, nine, 10 years ago, nine years ago now, I guess. And I got real sick and, you know, it was, it was during the summertime. It was hot and we were trying to do some stuff out in the outside. And Roxanne was, uh, my lovely bride was, you know, cracking the whip on me and, and I was dragging my feet, just not feeling good. And she thought for sure that I was like faking it. Cause I just didn't want to get out there and bust up this concrete or just, it was something silly. Like, a, and, uh, I was like dying and I sat down and, and I remember she's like, oh, you're faking. I can't believe you're acting like this. And I'm like, well, babe, I just don't feel good. And uh, I said, do we have a thermometer? And uh, she's like, all right. So we took my temperature and I was like, like a buck oh five. And, um, and I was like, I don't feel good. And she's like, uh, uh, let's go to the hospital. So they ended up taking me to the hospital, the ER room. And I had basically over a two week period, I went from weighing, um, like 227 and I got down to 190 pounds. So I lost like 30 pounds of weight. Couldn't keep any food down. Couldn't drink anything. Basically I had to uh, just get fluids in me from IVs. Doctors couldn't figure so out what's going on. Suppository food. No, I, was, I didn't eat anything, dude. I was nothing. It was IV. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> but uh, I, it was bad. Yeah. Hey, remind, remind me, Chris, when you're doing this story, remind me to talk about um, suppositories. Have you guys ever had one before? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No. 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 Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. an interesting thing that your body does. But yeah. Go ahead. Chris. But uh, so <laughs> I'm in the hospital for a while. Uh, doctors can't figure out what's going on. I'm losing all this kind of weight. Um, just they just know I'm really really sick. Um, you know, went through my whole medical history. Couldn't figure out what's going on. Um, pulling blood like every five minutes, testing me for everything. The house doctor, which if you guys are familiar with the show house, the infectious disease doctor comes in and like sits down with me, you know, asking me if I'm, um, when's the last time I had a homosexual relationship? Cause he's trying to eliminate AIDS and, uh, and my wife's sitting right there and I'm like, well, sir, I'm not gay. And he's like, well, you know, you know, he looks at my wife. Uh, can you leave the room? My wife's like, no, you're not going to leave the room. He's not gay. And I'm like, and he looks at me and goes, you can tell me if you, and I'm like, look, 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 I'm not gay. He's like, all right, well, we're just trying to eliminate everything. So, you know, I totally felt like he was like pushing me and I'm like, dude, motherfucker, I am I wife, three kids. I'm not gay. Dude, I'm straight as an uncooked spaghetti noodle. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. But, um, so they start testing me for all these weird fucking viruses, you know, viruses that you're supposed to have as a kid. Well, you know, I ended up getting having a viral infection, like a real bad one. It's called CMV. Look it up. It's everybody's supposed to get it as a kid. Uh, really bad for adults. Not good for adults. Not good for infants. Um, but kids typically get it and then shrug it off like no big deal. I never got it as a kid, I guess. So I got it's like one of those getting chicken pox when you're an adult. Yeah. It's just one of those things that you don't want to have happen. So 
you know, losing 30 pounds, almost dying, almost getting became called getting, getting called a homo. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with being a homo, no, but I, I'm just not a homo. We're, we're, we're pro homos, you know? Yeah, I'm pro homo. Yeah, so, hey, yeah, but uh, it's just not me, you know? So, <laughs> well, so, you know, okay. Yeah, so, the doctor's right. like, Oh, he's probably gay. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, you, you got go. AIDS. Yeah, you probably got. That's that basically how it went. Yeah, like, like, you, like, you, you, you sure. goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, sir, when was your last homosexual? Oh, I'm not gay. And he's like, fuck. Yeah, oh, Pulls damn a twenty it. out of his wallet. Slid, slid it to his partner. Oh, you in the win room. this time. Yeah, yeah, right. He looked at your chart and went, gay. Go <laughs> 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 do this. Um, oh. So, uh, so I have a. Um, I don't want to say a similar story, but I have. There's something weird about the the doctors in general. Yeah, they don't like when you tell them what you think is wrong with you. Neither do no. they. They ask I you, I "What are your symptoms?" Da, 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 right. And because in their medical profession, you should have this, or according to my textbook, this is what you should have. Right. Yeah. So before I tell my story, um, we'll talk about suppositories. <laughs> so I don't know if I've ever told on air. Uh, about my motorcycle accident. So in 2016, I was hit on, I had a Harley Davidson road glide and I was hit on my way to work. And it was about 6 a.m. in the morning, nobody on the road. Um, this is, I was still in California, in San Diego. And this lady had pulled out in front of me. So I had the right of way. I was on a two lane road. Well, she was at a stop sign to my right. She was crossing my lane of traffic to go past the median where there was a break to go opposite of me. So as she pulls out, she looks to her right and then keeps looking right and pulled out. Now, at the time I, I saw her, I wasn't hauling ass or anything like that. I was only doing about 20 miles an hour. Um, by the time she pulled out in front of me, I didn't have enough time to swerve or do anything like that. So I did lock up my brakes and I assumed that when I hit her, I was going to go over her vehicle. Well, I didn't. I actually ended up going face first into her quarter panel on the driver's side. Well, at the time, I, I didn't have a full face helmet. I was only wearing a brain bucket. And so my face, the top part of my face kind of took the brunt force of the hit. And I broke, um, I broke my nose, both orbital bones, and then my top left and right mandible so like this portion of my face was kind of like pushed in a bit right um not a lot like you couldn't tell yeah um you could obviously i had a broken nose um but uh so needless to say i was very lucky i mean i i think that that somebody was there with me when it happened i was knocked out i do remember i wasn't like unconscious I was concussed, so I was there, but no one was home. Right. Um, I think I, I kind of snapped to a little bit because I do remember being on my hands and knees and I was spitting blood out. Um, she, the lady that she called nine one one, and where the accident happened, I was literally a block from the hospital. <sighs> so, I mean, they were there real quick. So they put me in the um, uh, uh, what's it called the backboard, you know, mm-hmm. neck brace. They load me in the ambulance, and that's kind of when I came to right. Um, no knee on the neck, no needle behind the ear, nothing like that. I mean, and you just ragged all you in that bitch. Yeah. I, they could have. I don't know. I, was, I wasn't there. I wasn't around. Totally white privilege on that one. <laughs> yeah. well, here's here's the thing, dude. Is is when I'm in the ambulance, and this was kind of the scary part because I mean, I've had five concussions in my life. Most of them, all four of them, were from from sports, um, with the exception of my last one was the accident. So, 
they start asking me questions. You know, how old are you? What's your name? Birthday? Where do you live? And I, I'm like, I knew my name. I knew my birthday. I knew how old I was, but I don't. I was like, I don't know. Do you live with your parents? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, do you, are you married? I don't think so. Um, this is before I met my wife, but do you have a girl? I'm like, dude, I don't know. Right. And at the time we're, you know, we're getting into the hospital there. I can hear the radioing. We got a patient, you know, he's got this going on, that going on, face trauma. And I told the EMT, I said, I can't swallow right now. And he's like, it's probably from the blood going down the back of your throat. And I go, okay, are we going to do anything about that or just so we're going to get to the hospital and we're going to hang you upside down. Just let it drip. Just let it drip. So I get into the hospital. I'm in the uh, ER and that's when the lights finally come back on. Right. So this nurse walks in and she goes, hi, Brian, how you doing? I was like, dumb question. And she's like, just want to let you know you're in a motorcycle accident. And I'm like, well, I could have told you that. <laughs> um, so by that time, I, I'm not sure at what time it was. It was like nine or 10 AM. So I was kind of loopy for a while and I had, they already got morphine in me and I'm rocking and rolling. Um, <laughs> but I do remember a period of time right before that, when I was coming in and out of consciousness, they said, Brian, we can't give you, um, Tylenol orally, but we have to give you Tylenol because your face is so swollen. So there's only one other place this is going to go. I, I happily rolled onto my side and flipped my gown open for him. And spread one, pick one up for him. Yeah. And they just, they kind of gobbed it in an excessive amount of Vaseline and they put it in there. I don't know if you guys remember um, being in like department stores. And I remember this from the nineties. You remember those tubes that they used to like put a bag of money in or what, what, or maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. it works. Yeah. The vacuum suddenly, tubes. Yeah. They close it and boom. Yeah, that's what my butt did to the pill. That's exactly what my butt did. And, I, and first of all, I, I mean, at the time I didn't think about it, but I remembered afterwards. I'm like, I didn't know my butt can do that. I thought that shit was going to fall right out. <laughs> Why would it fall out? If you don't mind me asking. Well, I just, I, I've never put something up my butt ever before, but stuff. Like a coin in a wishing well. <laughs> but stuff always comes out. Like, it just, was like there's like a constant. Like, yeah, wall, but it doesn't, like, it doesn't just, just drip out or fall out. Like, you. Well, no, I, under, I understand that. But what I, it was almost as if it was like a. Prison purse for a reason there, well, Brian. I, I understand. <laughs> what I'm saying is the the way that my body just <laughs> took it, it was like there's like a constant like <laughs> you know what I mean? And then like they <laughs> and it goes up. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean it was just kind of it, it was crazy, man. But um so, anyways, that night I had I had surgery and all that. Doctor fixed up my face. Um he didn't do a good job. <laughs> Bullshit, dude. They did an amazing job. What they actually did was they cut open the roof of my gum line ah. and like pulled my lip up to put because I have I have uh four plates and thirty screws on my face. And then they cut underneath my eyelids where the natural crease is and like pulled my skin down and <laughs> so because I wasn't dying. The sound effects were on point there. <laughs> oh, you some sort of Chinese drill. Yeah. <laughs> well, so the doctor that came in to see me, um, who was gonna do the surgery, he actually happened to be a plastic surgeon. And I think that's why it 
turned out the way that it did. Very, very yeah. well done. Yeah, uh, that dude. That dude had his own stuff going on too, and I'm like, all right, I like it. <laughs> so he hey, comes man. and talks to me at I don't know eleven, twelve noon, and is like, we're gonna get you done today, but you're not dying, and there's other people that are coming in that I have to operate on, but you'll we'll get you done today. And I was like, okay. Mind you, by the time he gets to me, it's like 10 p.m. Same dude. And I'm like... Just rocking it all day long. He's like, you're next. We're getting you ready. We're going to go pre-op right now. And I was like, do you need a nap? Do you need some coffee, maybe? I'm going to polish off those four cases of Red Bulls and I'm hey, straight. Hey, do you have a, you need a bang? You need to yeah. <laughs> get you a bang or a monster He's just bug? walking around with an IV, like full of Red Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> pushing it around on the wheels, you know? All right, just yeah. taking that pre-workout, energized. <laughs> <laughs> so... The surgery, and he's like, I got you. Where's that face? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> well, it's funny because, um, after the well, not, not funny, but getting back to what we were talking to for the episode, right? Uh, doctors don't like to be told things about you that they think that because of their experience, and I'm not discrediting all doctors, of course, but that you shouldn't tell them because it's their job. Yeah. So I developed, I, I was in the hospital for a week. I got sent home for a, about a week and then I had to come back for an, you know, um, post-op checkup and all that. And I had an infection in the incision in my nose. So the doctor goes, you have to go back to the hospital for at least five days of intravenous antibiotics because if this festers, I have to pull all those plates out. Yeah. Oh, God. Right. So I go back to the hospital and they need to culture the bacteria to figure out what antibiotic that they can give me that will kill that. So newsflash to our listeners out there, I am allergic to all of them. <laughs> There's three that I know that I can take. Erythromycin, um, Flagyl, and Z-Pak, Zithromycin, which is what they're treating people with Corona with. So I am good there. Um, <laughs> I had two separate doctors come in and they said, we're going to give you uh, penicillin. I said, no, you're not. They said, well, why? I am anaphylactic to penicillin. They go, well, how anaphylactic are you? <laughs> um, bitch, I die. <laughs> if you give me this and I leave, I have to come right back. Yeah. So, okay. Well, it's not just like itchy throat. I'm like, no, esophagus close. If I'm not here and you don't give me a Benadryl or an EpiPen or a shot of steroids, I'm not going to make it. Another doctor comes in. So how bad is you? How bad is I'm like, guys, it's not <laughs> happening. Okay. Just give me something. So they ended up giving me flagell, Right. But the, the questions were to me were amazing. Yeah. I am. believing. <clears throat> right. Exactly. Like, is your reaction less than this killing the bacteria? Yeah. So it's like you want to potentially make me sick if it will fix that problem, but then you got to fix the problem you just started. Yeah. And well, that's that's the seems like that that's the medical field. I had I had this conversation with uh, with my my wife earlier. They they don't care about curing anything. No. They just want to take away the symptom of whatever is the number one issue. So you have the infection. All right. Number one issue that kill that infection. How are we going to do that? This is the most widely used 
thing, penicillin. Everybody's, you know, most people, they use penicillin all the time. You know, it's a basic antibiotic. So that's what, it's the easiest thing that they can get, you know, done. You yeah. know, they're not, they're not worried about, you know, if you have an anaphylactic, sh- go into anaphylactic shock and your cl- throat closes up, you know, they're like, well, we'll just deal with that later. <laughs> no, no big yeah. deal. That's wild, right? I'll tell you, the, you don't know how I found out I was allergic to aspirin? So when I was 18, I had um, an infection called pleurisy. Pleurisy is is gnarly because there's nothing they can actually do for you. They can only treat the symptom of it. So bronchitis or pneumonia is the infection of the inside of your lungs. Mm -hmm. Pleurisy is an infection on the outside of your lungs. So it's still obviously in your body, but it's the outside that's infected. There's nothing they can give to you to get to it. Yeah. Because by the time you ingest it, your body absorbs it all and there's nothing that gets to the outside of it, right? Right. Other than, you know, cutting you open and I don't know, rubbing some cream on it or some shit. <laughs> so some dirt on it. <laughs> as far well, as yeah. it, it's super painful to breathe with it. And I go to the doctor and it was a nurse practitioner because my family doctor at the time wasn't there. So she goes, uh, we can give you aspirin. And I said, I've never taken aspirin before. She said, well, is anybody in your family allergic to it? Yep. Who? Mom, dad, brother, sister. Let's try it. (laughs) Sure. I'm 18. So I'm like, okay. So I take aspirin that night. Wake up the next day. Left. You took the aspirin. Yeah, I I took the aspirin. She prescribed me the aspirin, aspirin. I went and picked it up. Took it that night, woke up the next day. I had hives on my knees, elbows, and my tongue was swollen. Tight, tight. And I was like, I said, I said, Mom, I think we have to go to the doctor. <laughs> so we went to the doctor, and my mom was pissed, right? Like, you guys know my mom. She, she becomes mama bear, right? At the time. But it was just. I mean, now, I, you know, I was, uh, I think I was a victim of the circumstance. I was a young kid. I didn't know. Um, I didn't really realize what I was. Yeah, here you're a doctor, so you said I can try this. Let's try it. Okay, whatever. I think by um, by, by default we always, you know, you they're supposed to be the experts. the the person in the room with the highest level of medical training is who you default to. <laughs> like if there was a medical emergency right now, like I probably would jump in and and do something because I got a little bit more training than boy. But sure. that doesn't mean that I know it all, and that certainly doesn't mean you know when you walk into a doctor's office, you think that they you know, got their shit together. You're going to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, some of these people are brand new. Yeah. But you would think like, if you're like, Oh, my mom, my brother, my dad, my sister, they're all allergic to it. She'd be like, let me make a phone call real quick. Yeah. Hold on. She shouldn't have made that call. Right. Right. That seems like that was an awful boneheaded decision. I mean, (laughs) fuck it. Let's try it. We're going to send you home with this shit that you've never had before. And your entire family is allergic to. And we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'd have walked back into that nurse's office or the doctor's office. Um, Look at my tongue. (laughs) What you did to me, Guess who's also allergic to ass with (laughs) this guy. Uh, there was, you know, there was an instance too. I remember uh, when I was in my early twenties. Um, I actually came down with a really bad case of uh, hand, foot, and mouth, which is typically only babies. Yeah, uh, usually only babies get it, or uh, animals and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So the reason I 
I can't say that I know I had it, but I'm 90% sure I did. Blisters in your mouth and shit? Yeah, dude. I had white blisters in my throat. My throat was so swollen, I couldn't even like swallow spit. Um, So if you look at the symptoms like online, I have all the symptoms. I just, you know, you go to WebMD or whatever, and you type in your symptoms, and they pull up suggestions of what it is. I had all of them. I went to the doctor three times. And interestingly enough, and my wife is the same, I am, uh, I'll say this and I'm not 100% sure, but I'm I'm immune to strep throat. Like mm-hmm. I can specifically drink after somebody with strep throat and I, I, I won't get it. I've never gotten it. Yeah. And same thing with the wife, right? They test me three times for strep. I said, I can't get strep. I've never had it ever. I don't, I, I, I don't even get fevers. Yeah. Even if I have the flu and I haven't had the flu in like 10 years, I don't get flu or I don't get fevers. So the, all three of my tests came back negative shocker. And I told the doctor, I was like, I'm pretty sure I have hand, foot and mouth. And they're like, well, you're an adult. I understand that. But I, I think one of uh, somebody's somebody in my family had a baby mm-hmm. and I was around the baby and the baby didn't have it, but the baby could have been a carrier, asymptomatic or whatever. Yeah, it's super contagious. And I, and I just so happened to contract it. <laughs> Needless to say, it eventually went away, but this is the experiences that I've had. And especially everything that's going on right now with COVID it's kind of shaped my opinion of the medical industry in a very different light. Yeah. And the fact that we have the pharmaceutical companies out there, they're in the business of pushing drugs to make money because um, I, I really wish Charlie was on this episode, but he said in an episode that he did that, they don't make money off of healthy people and they don't make money off of dead people, but they yep. want you right in the middle. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. And, a, and, a, and a customer cured or, uh, well, you can call them customers, right? Cause that's, that's how they're treated. But the customer cured is a customer lost, right? So it's really strange to have, and especially when you look at, you look at like the elite, right? Like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, for example, she just had surgery again, I think last week. She's also treating cancer, right? Now, who in their right mind is going to I don't I don't know the the nature of the surgery, but I do know and even just with with my dog, I know this. Like my when my dog was sick, they needed to put her to sleep so they could do a procedure, right? But because of the condition she was in, they said if we put her under, she ain't coming out. So we have to wait until things improve, then we can handle what we need to do. Right mm-hmm. now you have a lady who's about 117 years old. <laughs> She's already fucking battled against cancer. She's treating cancer right now with chemotherapy. They want to put her under to do surgery. You know what I mean? So it's like at this point, okay, there's obviously like different doctors for different people. Right. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not saying, cause there, there are, you know, famous people that have died from cancer, from, from, you know, other diseases and things like that. But it, it just seems like the shit they give you to make you feel better has a whole ton of other consequences along with it, but it never really makes you feel better. You're constantly going back. You're constantly on like a regimen of pills. You like the older you get, the more pills you got to take, you know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I've said this too, that, um, doctors aren't in the business of keeping you healthy because you're a customer. Yeah. Um, the same way that I truly believe we've had a cure for cancer, cure, a cure for cancer for a long time. I'm sure. Imagine imagine the amount of money that's raised every year from cancer Mm -hmm. walks and cancer thons and all this money donated to find the cure for cancer. Um, if that just went away, yeah, no more money for that. That's a whole that now that's a whole research field gone because we don't have to do research on this anymore because we already have the cure for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's because, and and especially since we've had Chris Roberts on the show and Ryan Alexander talking about, you know, the immune system and uh, how to just treat yourself better, not only in what you put into your body, but mentally, spiritually. Mm -hmm. Um, Man, it's really like I've really shifted on where I'm at with how I should take care of myself what I should be concerned with and whose advice that I'm going to take. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, we just developed that design that says fuck Fauci. Um, <laughs> the t-shirt, man. Check that out. That's not no, yeah. going. Yeah. Go fuck that it. guy, dude. Dude, honestly, you, you saw the video I posted <clears throat> where they're asking him. Uh, it was a Senator from Ohio, I believe asked him, Hey, so do you think that we should, limit protests because you're saying that these large gatherings he sits there with his mouth hanging open for fuck I don't know a good 30 seconds and then he starts to talk about how well I'm not going to say that I don't have the authority to do that and he goes no 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 should the government limit protests because you've already said that people at church can spread it around yeah. so you can't go to church people are been told to stay home from work they can't go to work can't go to school because there's too many people so what are your thoughts on people at protests? You don't think that that's going to spread? Well, I mean, if they're socially distanced and they're wearing their masks and this and, and I'm like, dude, you just don't want to answer the question. So they keep probing them, keep probing them. And it's very clear, especially because someone had asked us uh, what our opinion was on him and on that post itself. Yeah. On Instagram. And I'm like, dude, my opinion should be the same as everybody else's. If it's not, that's fine. But this is a guy who from the very beginning said masks don't work. We're fine. Everybody's fine. Everyone relax. I don't know what happened. I don't know what new information he got that he's not sharing with everybody else. But all of a sudden, it was a complete 180. And it was, we have to wear masks. We have to not go to work, not go to school, not go to church. Not You can't even have a birthday party. And then it's turning into people over six foot tall spread the disease quickly. <laughs> And so we might, we might I, be the first to go to a FEMA camp. I saw the, I saw uh, one of uh, my wife as a my wife played volleyball and she has some some quite tall women that are they're her all friends. murderers. They're, <laughs> one, of girl, one of her girlfriends is like six foot seven. Um, it played for the U.S. Uh, Olympic team, national team. Phenomenal volleyball player. And um, she goes, great. Now I'm killing on a, on a Facebook post. She put like, she posted like, oh, I'm killing yeah. more people now. It was just hilarious. Not even that. You also have to wear goggles because you can get it through your eyes. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> dude, 
So, what are we talking about? We're, what are living, we talking? In, we're living in fantasy land. Dude, it's, I got it's, into, it's, it's like whose line is it anyways, but the viral infection version. We had, we did, we had that conversation <laughs> yesterday. Don't we, matter. we kept saying that we're living in an upside down world. Nothing makes sense right now. It, no, nothing it in doesn't. this whole world makes sense right now. The, the problem that I'm having too in society is that when you question the narrative, I got to do like a full on debate with this dude on Facebook the other night. And look, people. And here's the thing: is is I'm not naive enough to think that anything I type is going to make a difference in those people's lives. But we do a podcast where we talk about this, so part of it is debating, and that's something I think that I'm quite good at. But I was talking about this doctor who had group of doctors who met at Washington D.C. and they're talking about hydroxychloroquine and how the success they're having with it, and then they're. Um, basically straw manning the argument talking about, well, this doctor says don't have sex with demons. All, um, first of all, that's still good fucking advice. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend that. So I'm not, I'm, I'm sorry. Stay away from demons. <laughs> yeah. If you're, uh, you know, um, opposed to fucking a demon, no, you know, but real quick, uh, cause I, we, we're, I went to jujitsu this morning and a few of us were sitting around afterwards talking about all this, all this stuff. Shout out to Julio. And it was, it was uh, that comment is Mike. Mike was talking about that doctor specifically. And he said, you know, she came out and he's like, I really wish they would have vetted her a little better only because when she said that it turns a lot of people off. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. And I, and I agree. Um, but every, nothing she said as far as the, about the drug working, what it does, when to prescribe it, things like that. All of that was facts. Right. And we know that because there's thousands of doctors, there's the, that Yale um, epidemiologist professor. He's even calling out Fauci saying that he's the one that's spreading misinformation, not these doctors who are. And, and the, here's the craziest part about the whole thing is that hydroxychloroquine was, There was a study done by the NIH who Fauci was in charge of about 15 years ago, and he said himself that hydroxychloroquine is a great treatment for upper respiratory infections, this, this, and that. There's a whole slew of shit that it treats. It's super cheap, and it's easy to fucking manufacture, and it's easy to get out to to the people that need it. So I, I just from hearing those few statements, it put something in my mind. You said it's cheap, it's easy to get out to the public. There is that they can never make money off that. Mm-hmm. And this this industry, this medical industry, you got to think about how many millions upon millions of dollars that they bring in. With everything, yeah. and it starts all from your doctor's visits to the insurance to the copays to the pharmaceuticals to going to get uh, medication. You know, I, I'm embarrassed to tell you what I pay a month for this medication that I have to take for um, my acid reflux that's yeah. out of control. That you know led my brother from to a road where he doesn't have an esophagus, doesn't have a stomach, you know, he's lost his spleen and he's lost, you know, a ton of inside parts because yeah, of this. He's still the more handsome Hamilton. He is. He is. Look, he's look better looking than I am. That's for sure. <laughs> oh. uh, he's got a, he's got a mean mustache right now too. Is he sent he? me, oh, oh, he's, I'll show you a picture of it later. It's oh, yeah. wicked. Do I have to pay to see it? Oh, you might. It's, it's that good. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you I don't pay, know what it is. You can't afford it. <laughs> yeah. I pay an ungodly amount of money for, uh, this acid, uh, reducer and you know the problem is how long am i gonna have to be on this yeah 
And what are the long-term side effects for me exactly, down the road? Yeah. You know, Zantec, I think Zantec just came out and they have this huge lawsuit against them right now because it's, um, if you've had prolonged use to, uh, use of it, it is directly being linked to, uh, liver cancer. Motherfuck. So, yeah, I don't mean to cut you off, Chris, but you mentioned liver cancer, right? So, from the time I was a kid until now, one of the few antibiotics, as I mentioned earlier, that I could take was erythromycin. Mm-hmm. Erythromycin, one of the biggest side effects is you get really bad stomach aches because you got to take it with food and it's hard on your stomach. Yeah. Um, I remember at one point I was, I had a, I used to get a lot of uh, sinus infections because I had real bad allergies. I'd get like two a year. And I remember going to the doctor one time and I said, I would like erythromycin. And she goes, well, that's really hard on your stomach. I'm going to give you z Now, I take z from time to time if I ever need it. The reason I had stopped taking z is because um, Alex Jones actually did a report on it. And it's well known now that z eventually is does cause or is linked to heart disease. And I'm like, fuck that, dude. I'll yeah. just take erythromycin. It's, it's literally in the same family. Mm-hmm. So she goes, it's really hard on your stomach. And I go, I understand that, but I know the uh, the dangers with ZPAC, and I'm not comfortable with taking that. Well, how about I just give you ZPAC right now? I go, no, give me <laughs> fucking erythromycin, please. She had another doctor come in. I said, I want her to give me erythromycin. She wants to give me ZPAC. He's like, well, you know, erythromycin is real hard on my stomach. I go, yeah, and ZPAC can give me fucking heart disease. So if you guys don't want to write me a prescription, I will go somewhere else that will write me a prescription for it. So then they end up giving me the prescription yeah. for it. Like, fuck, we can't let that money walk out of here. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Dude, it's it's no different. If you go to a car dealership and you're like, yeah, the red's nice, but I really want this white one. And they're like, no, nah, because I, I, went to, I went to a dealership uh, before I had my Tacoma years ago. Um, I was looking at buying this Titan. Well, it was a used Titan. They had it at a Ford dealership. I showed up. Has nothing to do with medical, by the way. But um, it's it, you're going to realize after I tell you, this shit happens when I go to the doctor. So I go there and I tell the guy, I go, hey, um, I'm looking for this Titan. Oh, we don't have it. We sold it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. See you later. He's like, no, 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 no. Check out all these other used trucks we have. And I go, no, it's okay. That was the one I wanted. And he's like, well, how about this? I'll sell you this Ford F-150 over here. It's great. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no. So he goes, okay, how about uh, no, this one? It's a Ford. <laughs> he shows me one. It's ugly as fuck. It's Cali lift and all this shit. And I go, no, I'm all good. And I said, we're going to take off. And he's like, no, 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 no. You know? And, and so it constantly pressing, 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 pressing. And like, I remember when my wife had knee surgery, we went in, she was taking, um, damn it. Fucking. She was taking Percocet. Percocet. Molly Percocet. Percocet is the mask off. Because immediately, first I asked her, like, okay, have you ever taken Percocet? She's not taking Vicodin, taking this, taking that. Never had Percocet. They're like, cool. Vicodin ain't got shit on Percocet. They're like, we're going to give you Percocet. And I was like, ah, fuck. Okay. So they give her Percocet. We're at home like three days after surgery. And she's like, where's my fucking medicine? And I'm like, dude, she never, like, she don't scream and yell at me and not like she was cussing me out. And I was like, oh my God, dude. So I told her, I said, this is the last one. I know you're in pain. I'm going to give it to you after this. We're going to the doctor. You're fucking done. 
we're going to get you on something else. Mm-hmm. So I ended up putting her on something else, but it's, it's amazing the shit they give to people that'll have them hooked immediately. And then you have to go and then they'll fill you out another fucking prescription. Oh, you got to you sign go. your life away with that shit. Cause it's all narcotics. Right. Yeah. But they're, they're like, yeah, sign here. Here you go. Refill. They won't refill it sooner than they have to. Most of the time they won't refill it sooner than they have to. Cause they don't want to be liable for you ODing and shit like that. But it's amazing how much drugs they hand out to you. It, it, it's very fucking expensive for you, but you're willing to pay it because you need it. You know, right. you fucking need it. So, so you, you know what? And I have, uh, so after my motorcycle accident, they actually did it right. They did it really well in order to wean me off of morphine. I was on fucking morphine for like three weeks. Like here's some crack. Take the edge off. That's dude. Morphine <laughs> is a phenomenal drug. My goodness, dude. You hear that, if kids? If, if there's we, a drug out there to try, try morphine. No, okay. if, I want to get uh, we'll get Darren on the show uh, and to talk about uh, medication and pain. He had a he had a pain like management team at the hospital from the, the the last two surgeries that he had were so big uh he was like he's like allotted morphine you know push this push buttons left and right <laughs> like, da, 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 you know that's just, the signal <laughs> <laughs> dude he big ass titty they came in, <laughs> dude i i came in and i was talking to him one day and like the entire conversation like i know he just does not remember because like every three seconds like he did go his oh, eyes are yeah. like roll back in the back of his That's head because you know, and then he'd wake up and he'd look green buttons green boop. Is he the fucking Max Payne, dude? <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, he he. I felt bad for him because I mean, I don't. If you guys have had surgeries, surgeries are rough. Okay, yeah. if you've had, if they go back into you during the same spots, it's even more pain it's even worse tearing open that scar tissue again but they you know there's only so many spots they can cut into yeah. to get at stuff so they're like wow we gotta fucking go in there again oh <sighs> cut open the same scar so you know it just heals it doesn't <clears throat> heal right every single every just about every single time that they've, they've cut him open again he's got an infection again Jesus you know Christ. he's just it's what a yeah. fucking trooper though Jesus yeah dude he's Christ. he's yeah, a man through, through and he's back on duty at not cops Triple A plus, but cops <laughs> plus junior. plus ju- cops junior. I guess I don't know. Call plus Dude, I'm, I, plus I'm and actually, minus. I'm actually glad you brought up dilaudid because dilaudid's better than morphine. It's yeah. like fifteen percent stronger. Yeah. <laughs> that's good shit. So yeah, I had yeah. a, I had a morphine drip too when I was in the hospital. That shit didn't have a chance to turn green. <laughs> I was like. But man, it's a life flicker. It's one of those. <laughs> caught it on the blink. You got it on the blink. Yep, I got it. I, I got it on you. the blink. So they actually did it right when they weaned me off of it. So I went from morphine to um, oxy to Percocet to Vicodin to Tylenol. Jesus They're like, Christ. that's how we want you to get off. <laughs> So when they sent me home, right there, yeah. I mean, but but in in retrospect, I I think that was the appropriate way to do it because going from working to nothing is is incredibly painful. You're gonna fucking you're you're having withdrawals at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I and I did for a, a short period of time. And I tell you, man, they told me when they sent me home with oxy, they said take a stool softener. Yeah. And I was like, I don't need no stool softener. I didn't shit for eight days. 
And on day eight, rock hard. Oh my god! I woke up at like two in the morning, and my mom was staying with me at the time. And I was like, "Mom, I need something. I'm gonna die from not shitting." <laughs> I like that. That's gonna be the headline: "Man survives yeah. motorcycle crash, dies from poop blowing out of his stomach." You waited. <laughs> you waited until the eighth day to yeah, decide well, that you needed to poop. Well, here's the thing is, is I wasn't on a liquid diet, but no solid food because the doctor was like, I don't want you to use the so muscle in your mouth. So it was like putting those apple yeah, yeah, yeah. So anything of substance, my body's taking semen. in. Yeah, I got you. Semen. Semen of mesopotes. So that was like a Theo Vaughn line right there. That was fucking good. Um and what I was taking in the nutrients, my body was using all of up. So it's like, yeah. it wasn't odd to me that I wasn't shitting. You're like, oh shit, I'm just, my metabolism is just fucking hardcore right now. So it was just, <laughs> it was, ball- and, but, and, and after we got some, um, some like coax or something like that, my first poo after that, dude, I felt like a new, I, like I felt like I just was born again. You just had to keep flushing. Make sure you got it all down. Spiraling up. I tell you, it's, it's crazy. And I, and I don't understand. <laughs> no breaks. No breaks. <laughs> no, no breaks. One, a glo- wonderful poop. Beautiful. Huge. That's a pooping. Huge. Huge <laughs> I just don't understand how anybody can get addicted to a drug like Oxy where you can't shit. Like that outcome of that drug is way worse than... <laughs> than ever the good of being high on it. Yeah, I would much rather have one solid bowel movement, like just one nice one, than to be high. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, shortly after that, man, it was it was a, definitely a road to recovery. But I think because of the type of person I am, I, I'm not a lazy guy. I don't. I from time to time, yeah, you like to take a day off and sit around, lay around the house, whatever. But I just wanted to get back to some state of normality. And I think that's what helped me heal quickly because I was back to work in two months. And I actually remember when I went to the doctor after my last checkup and he's looking in my mouth and he goes, oh, my God. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What did you find this time? And he's like, no, I've just never seen anybody heal this way before. It's like you're healing exceptionally well and exceptionally quick. And I was like, so, yeah, I was, I was like, so you're telling me I'm an X-Men? Yeah. I'm like lower level Wolverine. <laughs> Barn cat. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, I typically I only go, I only go to the doctor like when I'm injured, right? Which is a completely different experience. Sure. When you go to the doctor for an injury rather than like, hey, I'm having these symptoms, I'm sick, right? Um, but even... Even when you go to the doctor for an injury and you're like, yeah, doc, I think that I separated my shoulder. And they'll be like, oh, okay, let me see it. You know, like grab the elbow, wiggle it around. No, you're fine. Like, no, 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 it's not separated now, but I'm pretty sure I separated it at some point. Yeah. And he'll be like, no, you're good. You're like, no, I'm in a lot of pain and I can barely pick up my arm on my own. Yeah, I think you're fine, though. It's not out now. And I'm like... <laughs> Okay. <sighs> like every single time I've gone in for an injury, that's how it's been. Yeah. Hey, you're fine now. Like, yeah, but dude, I'm pretty sure like I, I, I rolled my ankle terribly bad when I was like 23. Uh, we were down at the beach for my birthday and uh, we were playing football. I had no shoes on. We were in the fucking grass right next to the bay. 
fucking rolled it hardcore instantly. Toes turned purple. So I go to the doctor because I'm like, ah, after a few days, I'll be fine. Not fine. So I go to the doctor and they're like, yeah, you should have broke it. It would have been better. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, that, that sucks. Yeah. How interesting is that? Yeah. So Bones like, heal faster. He goes, you're and not soft gonna, tissue. Yeah. He's like, you're not going to be able to walk on this right for like six months. And I was like, well, that's not going to work because I have to go to work. Yeah. And he's like, well, so I go, are you sure it's not broken? He goes, yeah, just looking at it, I can tell that there's nothing broken. I'm like, well, can we like slap an x-ray on there? No, 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 you're good. I felt it. It's not. I go, dude, what are you feeling? It's fucking swollen to like yeah. the size of a fucking like grapefruit. Nah, there's no breaks in there. I'm like, well, we should probably be sure about that. <laughs> and he's like, well, just watch, stand up. And I'm like, I can't, I can't. Like, I can't, I can barely walk on it. And he's like, okay, well then, but I don't think it's broken. I'm like, dude, whatever. So pay the copay, every all that shit, and leave. Right, my my ankle to this day is still swollen on one side. And if I overextend it, you know, like after you drop your step and then your your foot goes backwards. It fucking hurts so bad. And he's like, nah, it's all good. I don't know if there's a bone chip stuck in there or what, but yeah, we right. never even, I, if someone says, I think something's broken, you would think like, boom, x-ray. Nope. I was in and out of there quicker than I'd ever been. Yeah. Typically they, they'll do the x-ray just to, as the first step of the in process. Rule, rule it out. Let's rule yep. it out. Nope. Yep. See I if we can see if he had a fucking tea time he needed to get to or what, but <laughs> thanks doc. Thanks, Doc. Is that, though, and, and, and I agree with what the doctor said. I would 100% always rather break a bone than sprain. Like, you guys remember, like, if you ever sprained an ankle, it's the fucking worst thing. It was the worst pain I ever felt. I have honestly felt like I was going to fucking puke because it hurt so bad. Yeah. yeah. When I busted both my front teeth out of my head and they tried to shove them back into my skull, it hurt less than when I sprained my ankle. Yeah. <laughs> I would much rather go through that again. And that was fucking excruciating. Yeah. Doctors or dentists are fucked up too. <laughs> oh, dude. With, dude. with my wife's experience of being um, a dental assistant, I mean, I've, I've had numerous horror stories of being with a dentist. I know. So <clears throat> here's the thing too. <clears throat> and I think dentists do the same thing doctors do. They do things for profit a lot. Oh, I think they do that better than doctors. So they do. They, they do. I got, they got you strapped in the chair. They got you strapped in the chair, mouth fucking open, right? Little bib on. And they'll be like, <clears throat> and they'll just pull up a menu of shit. And they'll be like, well, you can get this. This is covered, but don't worry about that. This is the better material or else you're going to have to keep coming back. Do you like coming to the dentist? You don't, right? So get this one. It's going to cost you out of pocket. And you're like, dude, I, I fucking, I'm drooling. And they're like, suction. <laughs> Okay, so anyways, and you're like in the most uncomfortable position you can be in, right? Yeah. Fucking might as well have your dick out. And they're like, <laughs> okay, sign right here. And next I'm thing you know, take your dick out. You want to know. <laughs> next thing you know, you got a $5,000 bill on your hands. You know we, what I mean? The, we have a similar incident with uh, recently we stopped going to a dentist office because they kept making me and my wife who has excellent teeth uh, come back for this deep cleaning. Mm -hmm. Like they did it every three months instead of six months. You do every six months, you do a regular cleaning where they were doing like a a cleaning in between. And it was like $130 a pop. Damn. And my wife's like, look, we just did 
my daughter, my son, my other son, my third son, my husband, who had to get a root canal, and then me. Way to go, Chris. Yeah, way to go, Chris. And then uh, me. She says, I'm not doing another cleaning for $130. Just do the normal cleaning. I don't want to do the deep cleaning. I don't want to do anything extra. Just do the normal cleaning. Well, we feel that you we really need to do this. And my wife's like, no. They're like, I'm going to. I do the regular cleaning. We're not going to pay another $130. Yeah. It's not covered by insurance anymore. We're not going to do it. We're going to do the one that's covered by insurance, the, the basic cleaning. Yeah, yeah. The normal routine cleaning. And then they're like, the, den- the hygienist left, the dentist, the main, one of the main dentists came in. And she's like, brand new dentist. She's like 20-something. She just got out of dental school, obviously. Oh, cool. And she's like, well, you know, we really need to do this. Da, da, da. And we feel that we that's the best care that we give our, our clients. And my wife's like, we're not going to afford it. I'm not going to put anything more on the credit card. My just raped us for my son, yeah. my, my husband's uh, root canal. Uh, we're not going to do it. And they're like, well, we're, we can't just clean your teeth. Then my wife said, well, you're not cleaning my teeth. Yeah. I'm and left. Dude. And we never went back. Yeah. They, oh. they, they get so cushy sometimes. They're like, well, fine. Your teeth are just going to fall out. Yeah. You're going to get gingivitis and yeah, you're, probably die. You're gonna, Everybody yeah. has gingivitis. Everybody. Yeah. That's from my wife. She goes, we all have gingivitis. Your yeah. mouth is a filthy cesspool. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty gross. But okay, so I'll tell you this: when I had my wisdom teeth pulled, I was uh, nineteen. No, uh, t- I was twenty-one. I'm twenty-one when I had te- wisdom teeth. Now the bottom two that I had, um, they actually started getting kind of infected, and I was getting sick from it. I was like, okay, I got to go get them taken out. The weird thing about my family, my cousins, um, my sister. I think my brother and my mom, we all have our top wisdom teeth still. Mm-hmm. They never came in. They're up there still. Every time I go to the dentist, they go, do you know you still have two? I do? <laughs> <laughs> no way. So I, have to take those out. I never had my wisdom teeth pulled up. Oh, really? I have all of them. Yeah. See, so I, have, I, I had mine pulled out, but it was it was only because of the way they were growing in. They were fucking jamming everything up. My and, my my teeth are fucked because of it. Yeah. I should I got it done. Thanks, mom and dad. Yeah. Fuck. Well, I'll tell you that. So when I went in to have my my two bottom teeth, that actually came, they broke through the gums. Mm-hmm. I said okay, so we're gonna take out all four. <laughs> I said um, no, you're not. You're going to take out the bottom two. And they said, well, why don't we just do it all right now so you don't have to come back? And I was like, everybody in my family has their top wisdom teeth. Well, we just don't want you to come back and have to go through this again. I'm like, I'm not a big in the event that I have to come back. I have insurance. We'll do it again. Yeah. yeah. And they were so adamant. Just let us just take all four. Just take all four. I'm like, no, take these. No. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. Took those two out, healed up just fine, and that was nine years ago. Still have my wisdom teeth. Don't bother me. Mouth yeah. never hurts. They don't. Come, they haven't come in. Yeah. So I had one that caused. I had one that. I had one that caused an issue because they they're both growing really bad on the bottom and they're both exposed and open. And they tell me every time I go in there, yo, you should get this pulled out. Yeah, I fucking probably should. Yeah. Yeah, I had them pulled out, and the one on my left side was. The way it was like almost growing underneath the root and to the one in the back. Yeah. So they had to fucking break it into pieces in order to get it out. And I am terrified of the dentist. Yeah. I hate the dentist. I do too. They go, okay, so. Before I go back to the dentist. (laughs) Yeah, just go ahead. Shove it all the way up there. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys remember. 
Yeah. So, so I go to the dentist and cause so when I was 16, I had my front right tooth and the tooth next to that knocked out in a bike accident. Fucking no hands straight to the fucking pavement. Mm. I just got the chills, dude. I popped up, never lost consciousness. I fucking took that shot like a motherfucker, dude. Popped up. This lady sees me and I'm looking at her like, please help. And she grabs her kid and bolts the other way. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Cool. Pick this- up the bike, throw it over my shoulder, walk like half a mile back to where my mom and dad are. We go to the ER. Then now here's here's how fucked up doctors are, right? So go to Grossmont Hospital. Well, uh, a couple of years before, Grossmont Hospital got rid of their emergency dentist. So they don't have a dentist. We don't know that. A doctor comes in. He fucking has this nurse holding my wrist down on the thing, on, on the chair, on the arms of the chair. He fucking like straddles me, puts this cement shit on the roots of my teeth and jams them back in my head. Oh. And I'm like, fucking <laughs> tossing this dude around. So he's like, all right, you should be good. See ya. They give me um, some stuff to prevent infection because my mouth after that swelled shut. <laughs> couldn't eat, couldn't fucking drink. Like it was terrible. Um, I go back a few times. The the second <laughs> time I go back, they're like, hey, um, where did you have this done? And I was like, here at Grossman hospital. And they're like, by who I go, I don't know. It's a name's gotta be on paperwork somewhere. And they're like, we don't have a dentist here. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so who was this fucking guy? This guy he no. literally took your tooth and went, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wiped it off on his, <laughs> he went like this, got everything off of it. <laughs> fucking gym. And I'm like, yeah. so we're like, okay, well who the fuck was this guy? So then, I go to Western Dental. Fucking terrible place. And they're like, um, oh, well, let's see the paperwork that the doctor gave you. They look at the paperwork and they're like, the concrete that he used, like the adhesive he used to put in your mouth is no longer used by dentists because it's fucking terrible and it doesn't dissolve into the body. And I was like, oh, cool. So he goes, your teeth are going to die. Did he because- use Dude, yeah. JB Weld, something Some like that. JB Weld in there. So he goes, your teeth are basically going <laughs> to die because since it won't dissolve, <laughs> it won't allow the root, root to, to reprocess itself. So I'm like, okay, well that fucking sucks because now I got to keep going back to the dentist. So for the longest time, like I think it was after about a year or so, the tooth to the right of my front tooth fell out. The my front tooth was still hanging in strong. So I go to the dentist. I ended up having. Um, we're, we're, I think we were at Universal. You went to Universal Studios with us? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we went to Universal Studios. And that day, all of a sudden, my fucking lip started to swell up huge, dude. And I'm Ugh. in so much fucking pain. And we spent two hours. Abscess. Yeah. So I had to leave and I had an abscess. And, and what happened was the infection started to move into other roots of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Dude, nobody. So I'm calling places like, hey, I have, um, I'm in a lot of pain. I have a dental emergency. I need somebody to do this today. Yeah. Right. And they're like, my, thankfully, my father in law is like, if you find someone to do it today, even if you don't have insurance, I'll fucking pay for it. Yeah. And I'm like, I need it done. Like, I'm yeah. dying. Yeah. Calling, are you a customer of ours? No, but I need it done. Sorry, can't help you. 
are you a customer of ours? No, sorry, can't help you. I literally called about 10 dentists and none of them would help me because I wasn't a customer of theirs. So finally, I go to Western Dental again. This is years. This is this happened when I was 16. So now this is, I think my son was, my oldest son was like three, right? So about three years ago, uh, we go, they're like, oh yeah, we have to fucking go into where that missing tooth is, drill the socket out, clean the infection out, pull out the front tooth, drill that out, do a root canal, clean the infection out, and then fucking go from there. And I'm like, that sounds terrible. So they do that, right? Tell them, I got insurance. Here's your insurance. Okay, yeah, you're fully covered, whatever. I said, don't do anything that my insurance doesn't pay for. So I get a fucking bill. The bill is for the whole thing. And I go, what the fuck? So I call my insurance company. They're like, yeah, the doctor that you had listed on your information isn't a doctor there. And I go, what do you mean? (laughs) It It was this Western Dental, right? And they're like, yeah, that's the one. And I, and I go, okay, so what do you mean he's not a doctor? They're like, did he get fired? They're like, no, 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 no. The doctor that worked on your teeth, that filled out all the paperwork, is not employed there. And I go, then who the fuck? Like, how do I keep getting these phantom fucking doctors showing up, right? Yeah. Turns out what happened was the, the dentist they had working on my teeth was a student. He was not a full dentist yet. Right. So basically I was just a training dummy for him. He filled out everything improperly. He was supposed to put the, the lead dentist or whatever's name on everything. And then that dentist was supposed to sign off on everything. So they fucked me there. I had to pay for all of that. Ended up going to a different dentist, got everything taken care of, got a bridge put in, got my wisdom teeth removed, still paying for that fucking bill. But the dentist, you know, all of the shitty encounters you guys have had with just doctors, that's me with dentists. Every mm-hmm. fucking time I go. Every time. Yeah. You know, th- this just happened to my wife. So um, two months ago, she started having bouts of um, vertigo. vertigo. Yeah, vertigo. <clears throat> And for about a week, so we finally went into the doctor and they told her, we think it's your allergies. So they gave her some, some allergy medicine, um, to clear out her kind of nasal cavity, her inner ear. Um, that didn't work. She says, if it is, so we didn't see a doctor, we saw a nurse practitioner, mm-hmm. so not a doctor. <laughs> and she said, if, if this doesn't help, come back and we'll give you a shot. It's basically just a pain shot. Yeah. <clears throat> so in my in my head I'm like this doesn't make sense. Right? You're not even treating my symptoms. I'm sorry, you're only treating my symptoms right yeah. now. Yeah. They're not trying to get to the cause of bam. Give her the shot. Um that doesn't do anything. She calls the doctor again. Oh, you shouldn't be in. The, you got to come in for a, a CT scan. You got to figure out what's going on. First of all, why wouldn't you just do that first? Just do that right. first. They never do right. that first. They never do a scan or anything like that. They make you go through hoops and yeah. get three or four copays. And, and you got to get referrals and yep. all that shit. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Brian. So <laughs> she does a CT scan. It gets the results back and she calls them on the phone. 
So the doctor goes, or the nurse practitioner goes, yeah, there's nothing that we saw that concerns us. Um, we do see a cyst that you have on your brain, but um, where it's at, what? it shouldn't be causing these symptoms. So we want you to go see uh, an optometrist. And I'm like, what? Okay. What are you talking about? You went from so, a cyst on the brain to you might need to up your prescription glasses. Yeah. Why, why is the eye doctor coming into play? I mean, that is strange. Because on Wednesdays, sometimes it rains. Oh, okay. That's about as logical it. as I could get with it. They're yeah. like, you know, you might forget how to fucking spell, but you'd be all right. <laughs> so here's the thing is the re this and, and this is literally what it came down to was that when we looked up her symptoms, okay, vertigo is not vertigo is not a diagnosis, it's a symptom. Right. Right. So we can't say you have vertigo. Yeah, you have yeah. vertigo because of something else is going on. Or you have a runny nose because you have allergies or what have you. Yeah. So it came down to because in my textbook, where it's located, it should not be causing these symptoms. Therefore, yeah. it does not cause a concern for us. So it must be something else. You must be having these symptoms because your eyes are something wrong with your eyes. Mm-hmm. So I told my wife, we're not going to see an optometrist. She made an appointment with the ears, nose, and throat doctor to check her inner ear. Yeah. The doctor says, honestly, you're you're fine. Yeah, you have some, some inflammation, which is pretty common with people that have allergies. My wife has allergies. She has asthma. Um, we're new to the area we're in, so we're being exposed to different allergens. It's not out of the realm of possibility that, yeah, this is from allergies. Uh, you know what he suggested? Hmm. Go see a chiropractor. Mm, Go see it's a, which rare they, that you hear a doc, yeah, doctor don't send or say that. Yeah. And um, there's a specific move that they do to break the, up the, the crystals. DDT, I believe. The, yeah, the, 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 <laughs> diamond the diamond Dallas, cutter. The diamond cutter. <laughs> and then this guy in a lab coat sneaks in like RKO and then just drops watch out, it Watch out, watch out, watch out. She's got a family, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, we got to get JR on the show. How cool would that be? Um, so she goes to the chiropractor. Um, our, our chiropractor is phenomenal. She's a female. She does great work. Um, I need to go. She's a, a lot a really good of, chiropractor. Yeah. yeah. Give me the info and see if they, my insurance is covered. Cool. She does a lot of um, holistic and natural stuff. Okay. In her like facility as well. Smoke a J. And uh, so, yeah. let me crack you back here. <laughs> here, this. Uh, go ahead and put this stamp on your tongue. You can start seeing some colors come in, <laughs> and that's and, okay. Yeah, yeah. and uh, this. I don't know if you're familiar with this record. This is Jim Morrison, <laughs> and we're about to break on through to the other side. Buckle uh, up. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, um, we have Ryan Alexander on the show. Mm-hmm. So the, I talked to him off air quite a bit and then the group that he does in the medical industry and I started explaining to this these symptoms that she's having and what the doctor said they found a cyst on her brain changed the diet started taking hemp we took that uh, that vitamin drink I showed you guys from Longevity, the 90 essential vitamin and minerals mm-hmm. two weeks gone she's nice. fine so she's not. completely fine no symptoms from it at all could it still be there maybe 
possibly. But uh, and 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 to our listeners out there, what are we talking about on the show? Um, it's more or less, I believe that I've learned in the last, I would say, a few months that it's so much more important what we put in our bodies than running to a guy in a lab coat looking for a make me feel better right now. He's a drug dealer. Yeah, he's a, he's a he is a legal drug dealer. Yeah, exactly I mean, what it is, boy. Like I said, unless you go to the doctor with a physical injury, I broke my arm, I broke my leg, or you go to the doctor with an infection, right? They're going to give you something to clear up the infection. When you go to the doctor and just say, I don't feel good, like that's when they fuck you. And the next thing you know, you're stuck and, and you keep going back, keep going back. Because there's people that I know that used to never be hypochondriacs turned into hypochondriacs. They run to the doctor for everything. Yeah. And the doctor will give them whatever it is, right? And it's like, fuck, man. Like that stuff's going to mess you up even more than if you were just like, you know what? I've been eating like shit. Let me get off of fucking junk food for a while. Yeah. Let me start cleaning my body out, just drinking nothing but water and things like, you know what I mean? And now it's like, <sighs> bless you. Excuse me, I'm dying. Let me get you something for that. I think I've COVID. You guys have Corona now. You guys have Corona now. Sorry, boy. And I'm over six foot tall, so I'm probably going to give it to you. Everybody. Oh, thank you for bringing that up, Chris. Let's let's get towards the end of the show here. So the guy that I got into a debate with on Facebook. Yeah. He started talking about hydro... Um, hydroxychloroquine. Geez. Thank you. Hydroxychloroquine. So I talked about that. He made a... Hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> He made a comment about the the doctor's comments about her religious beliefs and the first of all, the side issue. Yeah, just because you have some a little bit maybe out there beliefs, one that's your religion. That's the First Amendment. You can do that. That doesn't make her less of a doctor, right? Um. So we were going back and forth in this debate, and I brought up the fact. And he said, "Well, she's not part of the CDC. I trust the CDC. I trust the Fauci. He's been a doctor for fifty years in the World Health Organization." And da 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 da. And I go, "You want to talk about masks? We can talk about masks. We want to talk about this? We can talk about this. But let me get your opinion on why we should use fucking glory holes to make sure that we're having safe sex during the pandemic." CDC I go, "You realize." That the CDC used the term glory hole, mm -hmm. which is an entire category on Pornhub. <laughs> glory hole is not even a thing that doesn't exist outside of the world of right. porn. Yeah. And and now the C now I, I had to sit and explain <laughs> <laughs> to my wife. What a glory hole is. And <laughs> I'm a, a little embarrassed that I didn't know it and she didn't. Maybe I'm just not, you know, maybe my level of me and my wife, you know, I was her first boyfriend and her only lucky enough to be the only guy to ever be with my wife. She's an amazing woman. Uh, so she's a little bit more naive. We never had to experience a glory hole together. <laughs> but, uh, you have to now. Well, now, yeah, now, then, uh, she said, You've got to be fucking kidding me. Like, was she like, where the fuck am I supposed to put a glory hole? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, our house is already falling apart enough. We don't have any room for a glory yeah. hole. Yeah, we're not. So, this, this, this video just got pulled and demonetized. No, okay. <laughs> you guys, please hit up our Patreon. Wait, why? Okay, but here's the thing. Why would it be demonetized? That's exactly what the CDC said to do to have safe sex. But here's the thing. That fucking idiot who's saying... 
I trust Fauci. I trust every, every one of these medical experts, right, that are employed by the WHO, the CDC, Dr. Fauci himself. They are not practicing doctors. They don't see patients. Dr. Fauci hasn't seen a patient in 20 years. Yeah. Right. So for him to sit, he, he's an academic at best at this point. He doesn't know what's really going on in these hospitals. He can, he, listen, if the fucking CDC rolls up to a hospital, talks to the administration and says, this is what we need from you. They're going to fucking bend over backwards to give them all the information that they want. Not that they need, that they want, right? Because if they say no, then the CDC, Dr. Fauci, the, the NIH, the World Health Organization, hospitals close down or you're not getting any funding, right? So people that say, I trust, I trust them, I trust them. They're simply just educated in the material. They're not experiencing real world issues. They're not seeing people sick at a hospital. Mm -hmm. So why do you trust them when you have these doctors who own their own clinics, right? Own their own practices. They're seeing people coming in left and right with these symptoms related to COVID. You give them hydroxychloroquine. Next thing you know, they feel great. No symptoms, haven't gotten sick ever, never went to the hospital, never had to have a respirator because once they put you on a respirator, you're dead. That's it. That's it, so dude. It's fucking, it's life support. <coughs> a wrap. Yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, man, um, I don't know if this is a good place to wrap up the show, but I'll tell you guys. So yesterday I had an experience, man, it, it truly like broke my heart to the point where I was like almost teary eyed walking to my car. So I worked yesterday and I'm not going to say obviously who I, we don't say who we work for. Um, and I won't say the location of the project that I'm on. Chris, shut up. Um, but we're building a new building for, um, a hospital in Kansas city. So it's still to the, we're still bare bones and it's outdoors. Well, there just so happens to be a COVID testing drive through. Like mm-hmm. as you walk around to where we park our cars, there's a testing site there. So they had, as I'm walking to my car, they had a van parked um, with a, like a little elevator to the van. So somebody inside is handicapped and I'm judging by what I could hear. It would be somebody who might be, have a mental handicap, maybe some somebody with down syndrome or something like that. Cerebral palsy, who knows? Um, and there's a nurse um, cause the gate's down and I'm walking by and there's a nurse in like the bed sheet with the mask yeah. cause you can get COVID in your eyes. Remember yep. you don't kind of protect yeah. your eyes. Or goggles. Short or goggles. Short, not over six feet. Uh, she did have a glory hole in front of her. So, um, and she's administering the test to this person and the way that person was screaming. Oh my God. It, it, it broke my heart because in my mind, I was thinking that this person doesn't have the mental capacity to understand what's happening to them. Yeah. And it's probably against their will. Yeah. And it just like, it sank my soul, dude, to know that this is the world that we're in. And I'm like, who is sticking up for those people? Like that person Yeah, like, who drove them to have that? You know what I mean? And I just it's even worse than that is in situations like that, they could have contacted the family, right? And said, Hey, um, we're going to take them to the doctor and probably have a COVID test done. Is that cool? Yeah, sure. Right. And that's it. And they never have to be around. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. And, and, and man, I tell you, it was just, just the, just the, the scream, man. It, it was, it was just sickening, dude. It, yeah. And, you know, we all have, I think, our own opinions on, on the current, um, pandemic that's happening, pandemic that's happening. I, I still don't know if I can fully believe what's going on as far as I'm concerned. It's the flu. Uh, maybe it's just a specific strain that attacks the upper respiratory system. Um, but, yeah, that was just that was just something to be seen, man. And I'm and I'm thinking to myself, like, there's also people out there who will willingly go with a vaccine. Yeah, like, and what these people, what they don't understand, and I, and I hope we can bring this information to our listeners if you're listening out there, and maybe you're one of those people. So hopefully, we can kind of open your eyes to maybe think a little bit differently. Is it? Out of all the positive cases we're having, right? Not only, I mean, we're not even, we know that there's false positives. We know that they're faking the numbers. We know that they're sending in tests and they're coming back positive without even using them. Yeah. But a vaccine will only work if you've never had it. Yeah. You can't have the virus, be cured of the virus, or be asymptomatic. A vaccine will do nothing. Yeah. It's like once you've had the chicken pox as a kid You're not and then you get it. over it, they can't they're not gonna give you the vaccine because you've already had it. You already had it. Well and that's that's the other thing is that doctors are saying once you've had COVID, you're you're not gonna get it again. Yep. And but they're still like everybody needs a vaccine. It's like, dude, I'm almost positive that everybody in my household, almost everybody in my son's school got it. Yeah. And but there there's no way to test there's really no definitive way to test for COVID, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's why we're getting all these crazy, like, oh, they're just asymptomatic. No, they probably didn't even have fucking COVID. You know, <laughs> uh, a papaya had it. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. papaya and some engine oil. Yeah. Here's here's what here's the thing that terrifies me, right? And uh, my wife was reading me this comment that some some guy had posted, and it makes a lot of sense. And you're both going to get really pissed off about it. So it said, imagine this. They open up schools, right? Slowly, we get back into school. Next thing you know, they're like, hey, no more Zoom meetings. Everybody just go. Everybody goes. First week of school, someone tests positive. Doesn't matter who. The school decides to lock down. They decide that they're going to start testing everybody without the parents. So you can't come pick up your kid unless they have a test and that test comes back negative, right? Now, that is not out of the realm of possibility, right? Especially in today's climate. And I wow. got so mad. I told my wife, I said, we need to talk to our son and tell you'll him. Get a, you'll get a gun stuck in your mouth if I can't That's get my kid said, back. First off, we need to talk to yeah. him and tell him if they say, we are going to test you, we're going to do this, this. You tell him no. You kick, you cry, you scream, you bite, you scratch, you fucking eye gouge, do whatever you have to do to make sure they don't do that to you. Yeah. If they and you tell them, I want to talk to my mommy and daddy. If they don't, you tell them, I want to talk to the police. I want you. And if they don't, you run as fast as you fucking can, yeah. and we'll come and get you. the The issue I have with that is, I know, especially like in L.A., I know that there's a school district or or a school, just a school itself, that would try and pull some shit like that. Yeah. The amount of fucking outrage that that school would experience these kids. What's even crazier than that are the amount of parents who would be like, okay, yeah, go ahead and test them so we can get my kid back. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I would walk right in, get my kid, buy it whatever force is necessary. Absolutely. Like we we talked to um, Larry last night, the bearded black cowboy. He said, in the event that you come to my house to administer a vaccine, he's not not our words. He said, you don't have enough people. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And that's how I love it. I love I've, it. I fully 100% believe that there would be a pile of bodies at that yeah. man's property. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. They Good for him. Because listen, they'll probably come to your house, two people at the very least, knock on your door. Hey, we're here to administer a free vaccine or, or free COVID test. No. Nah, dude. If you, if you want, if you want me to have it, you're not going to make me have it. And if you are going to make me have it, you didn't bring enough people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's Larry did say, man. Um, and hopefully, if you're listening to this episode, you would have already have listened to that episode. But he did say, "How far are you willing to go as a man, to whether it be protecting your yourself, protecting your family, protecting your, you know, your kids, your wife, what have you? How far are you willing to go? Yeah, to say no, and." Again, I, I mean, we're starting to see sports come back. Sports will never come back the way that they did before. No, I said no, that months so. ago. Uh, I, no, it, it's no. going to be a long. If it does, it's going to be a long time. And and when I say long time, that's relative, right? Some people think long time might be five, ten years. A long time, I would, I would honestly give it at least three years before it starts to feel like it used to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and 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 wrapping up the show here. Do you guys? I mean, we've we've said this on the show before. We've made this. I don't. It's not a prediction, but it's just kind of our take on it. That there has to be something else. They've gotten this far. Yeah. They, they were able to literally shut down the entire world from a virus that only has a death rate of like point oh four percent. Yeah. Right. So. There has to be more. They can't let off the gas pedal and just let everything go back to normal. Oh, we'll try it. Try it. Try it later with something different. Yeah. So there has to be a stage to a phase to an event to a pandemic to. There's got to be something else before it goes back to the way it was prior to you know what we're experiencing now. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, uh, while Boya steps out, do you still? hold that same idea of yeah there's got to be something else that's coming i I do and and you know i i've always said that i'm the skeptic of this crew and you know i i really need to see it and you know feel it and experience what's going on before i can say yeah there's something else going on but i haven't gone through it like firsthand seeing the demands of what they're putting on people wearing the mask, don't wear the mask, wear the mask, shut down the country, shut down the school, shut down, you know, there's a higher death rate from kids committing suicide at the high school age uh, than there is uh, at the COVID death rate. And if that doesn't tell you like, you know, how awful the situation is, uh, then you need to go out and do some research. So yeah, I, I firmly believe that there's something bigger coming down the works. This was a test run. Um, you know, something's going to come and they are seeing how far they could push, uh, 
push us back into a corner and then see how much flack they would get from it. And the problem is the majority of us, the majority of the the same people, we just kind of go with the flow and don't make the waves. You know, we're not the people that are walking in the grocery stores without a mask. And when they say, Hey, you need to wear a mask. We're saying, Hey, fuck off. You know, I just want to get my majority. Yeah. We've always been the silent majority. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we just kind of go with it, you know, and then I'm, I'm just as, you know, I don't like wearing the mask, but I put my mask on when I go to the store because, you know, if that makes what everybody else feel more comfortable, fine. You know, do my when I walk in, it goes up. When I walk out, it goes down. You know, and you know, and I don't want people giving me dirty looks or whatever. You don't want to be near me. Stay six feet away from me. Yeah. So it just, yeah. Do I feel something bigger is coming? Do I feel another wave? I think what's going to happen is, in my mind, is the second round is going to come and it's going to be worse. You know, they're going to inflate the numbers and they're going to, you know, just go on this fear campaign and, you know, try to shut everything down completely again. And then, you know, whoop, we got you guys here. The veil, this is what it was. This is, you know, project blue. I think project blue beam is going to happen. They're they're working their way towards, towards an alien invasion here with the disclosure from the, from uh, the Pentagon that they just said they found an off-world vehicle, not from yeah. this planet, yeah. like that. So it's coming. Aliens are up next. Yeah. Just, just the vehicle was just parked at a Seven Eleven. Yeah, like, whose car is that? It's been there for a long Dude, time. That was built in TJ. <laughs> off-world, the metallic paint didn't give it away. Yeah, no. Um, question I wanted to ask you guys before we wrap up the show. And now I forgot. So, uh, which I'll probably remember off air and you'll get it on the Patreon because I feel like it was a good question. And now I don't remember what it was. No. So, so for next time. It will. Um, did, you so take your, did you take a CRS pill today? What's what CRS? Can't remember shit. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, apparently I did, man. <laughs> um, but I will say, you know what? I started. Um, so on the show tonight, I had uh, some slain Irish whiskey and tonic water with quinine in it. Mm-hmm. So to the listeners that don't know what quinine is, quinine is actually the exact chemical makeup of hydroxychloroquine, just not in medical grade because it's naturally occurring in um, some of the stuff that we drink. Like, uh, I mentioned this to that guy that I was debating too. And I was like, there's multiple medications that will kill scurvy or you could just eat sauerkraut. Yeah. The sailors developed that. Not developed, They discovered it early on in like the 1500s or 1600s and they were, people were getting sick from being on the ship, not enough vitamin C. And they started eating sauerkraut and it cured scurvy. Now there's obviously, I mean, the chances of you getting scurvy now are extremely rare, but... There's still a pill out there that if you had scurvy, like you're not going to go to the doctor and you have scurvy and he's going to be like, here, this is the, this is the cost and sauerkraut. Just eat this twice a day instead of go away. <laughs> one, and you'll feel, one whole fist full of the kraut and then you eat and no more scurvy. <laughs> Obviously, there's going to be a medical prescription that they could Absolutely. give you for that. Um, but it's, I think uh, to encompass the show with what we were talking about and, and to our listeners out there, sorry, we didn't have our guest on. Obviously there must've been a scheduling hiccup somewhere, but he will definitely be on our show for sure in the future. Um, we're not saying don't trust doctors. Don't go yeah. to the doctor. Hey, you get your leg cut off. We're not saying just put some tape on it. No, 
cauterizers. That's it. Yeah. Bite a towel and make it happen. Um, <laughs> but the, you definitely have to be a little bit more aware of yeah. what you're putting in your body and who you're taking advice from. Yeah. The way I've always tried to live my life, especially within like the, I'd say the last 10 years is whatever the government tells me I should be doing, I try to do the exact opposite of that. <laughs> See? And, 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 and I don't mean like, Hey, they tell me that robbing banks are illegal, so I'm just going to rob a bank. No, I'm saying when they get tell your you flu shot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, get your flu shot. You know, don't do this here. Don't do that there. No clips with more than ten or mags with more than ten rounds in it. Don't. Um, <laughs> not about that life, but yeah. there's something else I want to throw out there too. Um, there's nobody that knows your own body like you do, and you should know your body and like what you feel on a good day, what you feel on a bad day and, and act accordingly. And, you know, take the things that help you feel better, you know, get out in the sun, work out, you know, get off the couch, you know, don't sit on the couch for, you know, eight hours in a day. Cause it's not very good for you. You know, get out there. Let's see the sun sunlight, you know, work out, you know, put good food in your body. Good food, organic food. You know, I, my, me and my wife bought, um, with like, a, like eight other families bought a whole cow and they cut it up for us and came to us all packaged up. Nothing better than, uh, food where you know where it's come from and what's been put in that food. And then that quality of meat that we've been eating is better than I've ever had in my entire life. And, you know, and how it's fueled my body and give me the energy and have the t- taste and everything else. I've, I feel better because of it by, yeah. by eating the good food. So just know your body and don't be afraid to push back against the taking a pill for every answer, you know, tell a doctor, yeah, what else, what other options do I have? Yeah. And you're well within your rights to say, well, what else can I take? Well, what else, you know, what is the side effects of this? What negative things are yeah, going to happen if, when if I take this? If you don't like those answers, then fucking find a doctor who will speak to you truthfully. Yep. Don't, don't search for a doctor who will give you the answers you want. Give you the doctor, find the doctor that's going to give you the answers that you need because there are doctors who will just prescribe you whatever the fuck. Yeah. They're going to get paid anyway. They're going to fucking jump in their Mercedes and don't drive to their giant. Don't think that those doctors aren't getting funds from the people for the pills that they prescribe. Because that's a yeah. huge industry in itself. Yeah. The pharmaceutical industry is a fucking money making machine, and they, like you said, uh, our our guest he he said on his show, they don't get money from dead people, and they don't get money from healthy people. It's that in between, you know, that most of us are who come back as a repeat customer. Yeah, I'll I'll need another prescription of that. Something interesting. I don't know if you guys heard this, but uh, last week Trump had an emergency. Um, press conference where he said that he was giving Kodak a government uh, a government funding, basically a government loan to start producing pharmaceuticals here in the United States. Um, it's a good idea because that, that would make prescriptions available to people who need them at a much cheaper, much more affordable rate. Right. So like the medicine you have to take um, could possibly be a lot cheaper Here's the interesting thing about it is is that Trump has always been a big supporter of hydroxychloroquine. Now, the loan, the amount wasn't the amount that I would expect to go from the government to a pharmaceutical company. It was like 400 and I don't quote me on it, but it's it's high $400 million, right? Yeah. Now, 
my guess, if I had to bet on this, would be that they're going to start producing hydrochloricin. And, I, I, you know, and I'm only basing that off of the fact that, that that amount of money is what they needed to jumpstart the pharmaceutical portion of Kodak, right? Yeah. Um, and, but in that same... In that same breath, he also signed an executive order to slash prices for medications. Yeah, I, I did and, see that too. And so now you have these big pharmaceutical companies panicking, right? Because they're not getting that type of money anymore. There's still things in place at hospitals where you get you get kickbacks. You sold X amount of this prescription. Here's some money for it. You know what yep. I mean? It's like so what if you makes the world anybody, go round. Like, like my wife used to sell Princess House crystal right not like crystal meth but like crystal yeah. like house like kitchenware yeah and like when i tell people like yeah my wife used to sell crystal they're like damn mm. so she's turned her life around like that's yeah, awesome that's good <laughs> she still has all her teeth yeah she's doing well for herself she's doing great man she's doing great yeah so but um like uh anybody that's sold like avon mary kate things like that the more you sell you get a little perk here and there, right? You get little kickbacks and it's the same fucking thing with doctors when they sell prescriptions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, oh, you've sold X amount of fucking Percocet, dude. Here's, here's some money, you know, and they get visited by people from pharmaceutical companies and they tell them, this is what we need you to do for us. Yeah. You want to push this brand? We'll give you this amount of money. You know what I mean? So it's, it's all fucked up, dude. But I thought that that Kodak, information was I'm, I'm i'm still not sure how to feel about it right yeah. because well, i was happy they they lowered some of the stuff that's like the epi pens the, the yeah, insulin yeah that they uh, someone uh, i it was on uh, the guy that we were gonna have on what was it, it charlie he uh yeah, charlie robinson charlie robinson on his show they said that uh the markups for epi pens were like 400 percent in, the, in like the last year or two, yeah, that's ridiculous. These are life saving things yeah, that everybody should be able to have. Thing. It's a life, it's a life saving product. That yeah. that right there will save like big countries fucking allergic to everything. If he eats something that had something in it he wasn't supposed to have, you need an epipen. Well, fuck, man, maybe I couldn't afford an epipen because it cost me fucking three hundred dollars. But they, they got you by the balls because they know that you're going to pay it because you need it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's the fucked up part is they yeah. corner people. And so, but you know. Good news to hear. Drug prices were, were, were slashed a bit, and yeah. we have an American company producing the things that we need here in America to make things like that affordable. How so, soon do you think, as the, before we wrap up, how how soon do you think they'll have a vaccine for the for the corona before November? Before November, yeah, leading up to November. Perfect yeah, timing. They're talking about it's going to take all the way until next year. How the fuck they're going to get through all the testing? All, if they're exactly that's the thing. It takes like six years to develop a vaccine, something like that. And they're like, <laughs> remember, all, not all vaccines are successful. Not all of them are one hundred percent. They're not even close to one hundred percent. And don't take know. this one. And don't rushing it. Yeah. Uh, let me. I'll show, I have an article right here. Um, so this is um, from USA Today. So this is the weekend of July 24th to 26th. It's it's a little old, but uh, early vaccine work is promising, experts say. Uh, so you have the start of the pandemic. First candidate vaccines are ready to be tested in people, and they kind of are scaling it like a clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, widespread clinical trials and manufacturing begin, and then you have distribution begins. So I just, I just don't know how, it, how fast they could do that. I mean, I... To, to to test it properly to make sure it's safe. I mean, uh, 
Well, and then you have like in this in this article, it even says, it says so. In order to you know how like when you have a headline in a newspaper, it says okay, go to page A two yeah. for the rest. Right, this one is C vaccine page A three. No, I'm good. Don't need to read that. <laughs> Don't need to read that far. Um, my guess is, is that they're being a conspiracy show, right? There's something more to the vaccine. Yeah. If they can ramp it up this quickly, the vaccine has something else in it. It either has something else in it or they've had this. They've been working on something. Time. They've been working on this well yeah. before this came out. Yeah. So, so shame on them for, for both things. Or both. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Right. I'm not taking your vaccine. No. I'll fucking fight you over it too. I'll fight everybody. <laughs> right. Shoot. Wrapping up the show. Um, so be sure to check us out on all of the platforms where you can listen to podcasts now on Apple podcast so check that out if you have an iphone or if you're an apple user we would appreciate the feedback please like and subscribe to the show that that helps us out that tells us how you know how we're doing how many people we're reaching and we want to keep reaching more stay tuned for the patreon that's coming out hopefully by the end of august that's kind of my goal uh we will get charlie robinson on the show from microaggressions if you haven't checked out his show please do that dude's a g yeah super popular on uh apple podcast himself very educated man. He's he's written a book, and uh, so hopefully when we have him on, he can talk about that a little bit. But um, I know we're going to do an episode about something that has recently been brought to my attention, and I think maybe Chris too. Boy is a little bit more involved with it with what's going on with China. Uh, I guess China is about to fucking sink right now, and literally nobody's talking about it. It's wild. I, I, uh, I know we're wrapping up right here, but I just, just to preface this real quick, these are all things that a co-worker of mine brought to my attention, and I've been researching nonstop, and it goes in with some Q theories and some other Anon theories. Even if it's not true, it's one of the best stories I've ever heard in my life, so <laughs> we'll definitely get into that. Can't wait. Yeah, absolutely, man. So wrapping up the show, this is Big, big Country on the same. I want you Boy, to get up now. We will talk to you guys soon. I want all soon. of you to get up out of your chairs. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. You ain't saying this hoe. You ain't saying this hoe. Donald Trump, Putin, shit. I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Has value. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. My balls are hot.